0: So what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Arsenio Buck Show. And today is, again, we're focusing on lesson number seven in Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad Poor Dad book. And we're going to be focusing on laziness. I'm going to give you a quote. See, busy people are often the most lazy. We have all heard stories of a businessman who works hard to earn money. Does that ring a bell? Does that ring a bell for any of you? Like, guys, I work for cool, okay, check this out. Let me give you a couple of examples. The first time I started working was 2005. My friend Rocky, at the time, he said, "Hey man, you want a job?" I said, "Yeah." He said, "I got one for you." All I had to do was hold a McDonald's sign and direct people to the buses, and for these buses to go to the hotel. That's it. They were managers, all from Australia. The first week, and then New York the second week. Obviously, New York folks, they were not very, they were not, they were not happy. They were not friendly. At all. But the Australians were fucking batshit. Love them to. Oh, my God. Those are the greatest moments. Next thing you know, four years later, that was the first time I went to Australia. Anyways, let's keep on focusing. So, <sighs> all I did, I was stood there. I stood there. And at $15 an hour in 2005, going into my senior year, do you know how much that helped me? I was able to buy this. I was able to buy my own cl- my own clothes. I was able to buy my own shoes. I was able to, like, buy my own food. Do you understand how great that felt? especially senior year, buying all these things that you could order, you know, as a senior. Okay, 2006, class of 2006. My mom would never be able to afford any of that, but I afforded it on my own. Guys, that was a significant amount of money. Probably about two weeks later, I ended up working three days, earning another, I think it was $18 an hour. No, $16 an hour, if I'm not mistaken. Beautiful lady by the name of Heather, short hair and everything. Um, And all we did, we just packaged goods and we just mailed them off. It was crazy. It was the craziest thing. It was like, it was a really, really fun thing because we're working just in this meeting room in this convention and we're meeting all these older folks and they're all super nice and, of course, they make a lot of money too and we have all these snacks available and we're dropping off these little pamphlets and stuff to different hotel rooms. Guys, all we did, we were just, and, you know, we ended up just watching movies for, like, two hours in one of the hotel rooms. It was crazy at the Venetian, I believe, but... About a couple weeks later, I was like, you know what, man? I'm really starting to feel this. I love this. I love working. And my mom was like, hey, I could send you to a job. I said, okay. What's it called? Cool Seal. I said, okay. I said, okay. All right. Let me go out here. It was way out there in the boondocks on Craig Road. If you guys don't know that, of course, you guys won't know that. It's a road way out there. It's an industrial area. It was an industrial. Still kind of is, I believe, today or seven years ago. But they didn't have as many things back then in 2005 as they do today. So I went out there and I went to this factory and I was picking up paint buckets for $6.25 an hour. $6.25, fuck all cents an hour. And I was making $16 an hour in air condition with food and everything paid. Gourmet food. But me, you know, at this time, I was like, okay, well, this is going to be uh, interesting. I really don't like this whatsoever. And I'm picking up 50-pound buckets of paint, guys. I was skinny back then. I wasn't some yoke, you know, individual. I was pretty skinny. So when that was happening, I was like, man, um, I don't know if I'm going to continue doing this. The next day, next thing you know, I felt some like weird pain in my lower back. And I felt that it was getting becoming even more stiff. And I was like, okay, listen, I'm too young. I'm going to be running cross-country probably within the next couple of weeks. Guys, I'm not doing this anymore. Or as a matter of fact, this had to be... Fuck, I can't even remember. But there was like some kind of draft that night, and I don't remember when the NBA draft was at the end of June. I can't remember. But anyways, about five, six weeks later, we started cross country, and I didn't want my back—you know—my back going out at the age of seventeen. So I said, "Fuck this." So that was busy work. That was trash. I was working with two hood-ass niggas. I know you guys are like, damn, I can't believe you just said that. No, no, no. If you guys met these guys, like, like, they, uh, they, they're probably in jail right now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was working with those types of individuals, you know, leading into that next year in 2016 before I ended up going to Arizona, you know, you know to go to college and stuff like that. I was working at another place called Court Trade Show. Here I am picking up furniture with a bunch of horny ass fucking men who stop their work and make disgusting disparaging comments t- when when a white woman walked across the warehouse. I'm like, guys, you f- man, this is garbage. You guys suck what kind of a ind- I couldn't believe it. I said I can't do this anymore. I'm sorry guys, I'm not the- I'm not a slave. I'm not a machine. You guys can find someone else to do this. This ain't my line of work. As you can see now, you understand because me, I'm more of a speaker and I wanted to be around people. Even I knew that 15 years ago. You know, I was still a little bit scared of the crowds. I would get very nervous when I went to the Las Vegas Strip because I didn't like being around that lot, you know, that many people. And of course that came back five years later in Melbourne. You guys get it. I don't like busy work. I'm not going to bust my ass. I'm not going to go home and my, phys- my physical is completely shot. I gave my job everything. And then when I get home, I'm only given like 40%. I'm sorry. That That's not a way to live. So, again, being a teacher out here, I think Saturdays and Sundays, these were probably, the, this is probably the best thing that ever happened to me. Because now, looking at, you know, me not being at that job, guys, I would probably, man, six hours of work, that ain't a goddamn thing at that place. All that time, and I make that little when I could be making a hell of a lot more? I don't know. It just puts things into perspective if you ask me. You know what I'm saying? It puts things into perspective. And that's what I've been thinking about for such a long time. And this is why I'm going from that cynic mindset to that analyzing mindset. Because I do believe something or the universe is trying to tell me something. Arsenio, you shouldn't be there in Thailand anymore. See what you could do online. And guess what? When this shit starts punching... Don't say I didn't tell you so, but it's up to me to put in the work. See, you go back to the businessman story. He works hard, good provider, wife and children, okay? Spends long hours at the office, brings home work on the weekends. One day, he comes home to an empty house. His wife and his kids leave him. He knew his wife and kids had problems, but rather than work to make the relationship strong, he stayed busy at work. See, there are people busy, too busy to take care of their wealth. And there are people too busy to take care of their health. The cause is the same. They're too busy and they just do not want to face that specific problem. Whether it's just working really, really, really hard for money and they're not developing their relationships. Just as I talk about in the Emotional Banking Out course, which is now available if you guys are interested in that. But do you get what I'm saying? See, if they aren't busy at work or with the kids, they're watching TV, fishing, playing golf or shopping. These are the same people that fall into that trap. And you know what? Rich Dad, he always forbade the words. I can't afford it. Oh, no. He forbade the words, meaning he said, don't ever fucking say that. My mom, do you come from a family? I'm going to give you guys a question right now. I want you to write this down. Here we go. I'm going to make this a lot like Eric Thomas' wonderful presentations. I want you to write this down. What negative limiting beliefs about money were in your household when you were younger? What did your mom always say? My mom would always say, I don't got any money. I don't have this. I don't have that. It was always a negative connotation and a negative belief to, towards money. You probably have that limited belief going forward. Am I right? Think about it. How hard is it to earn money? In your family. How hard is it for you to earn money? Just, I'm, I'm telling you, just write it down. Write down the beliefs, what your parents had, and see if the mental conditioning has carried on to your adulthood, whatever age you're at right now. Just think about it. I'm telling you guys. See, rich dad said he would encourage his children to say, hey, how can I afford it? Not, I can't afford it. Because I can't afford it is a condition it's a conditional statement, and there's no and ifs or buts about it. That means it's finished. But instead, you need to ask yourself, "How can I afford it? See, I can't afford it literally just shuts down the brain. You don't have to think of it. you don't have to think anymore, but see, when you say, "How can I afford it? that opens up the brain and forced it to think and search for answers. I'm going to give you another question. Think about it right now. How can I make more money? Write it down. Write it down in a journal. Hurry up! Get yourself a piece of paper wherever you are listening to this in the world. I don't know if you're listening to this in April of 2020 or April of 2025 or if I'm in the archives of was it 2120. How can I make more money? How can I make more money? Okay, you ain't got you ain't got a job right now. I got it. Okay, you're living on, oh man, you don't know how you're going to put food on the table. Okay, how can I put food on the table? Don't say, I don't have food. I don't have a job. How can I get a new job? How can I get a new service? How can I develop something? How can I become a web developer? How about I start developing webs? How about I take a free course on Udemy in terms of developing webs and then start offering services? Oh shit, I just gave you guys a whole bunch of things. Guys, you know how many free courses there are on Udemy? Start quoting. You know how many people would hire a coder right now? People with specific skill sets are now a massive commodity and asset to a lot of people out there. Come on, write it all down. Write it down. This is fire for you guys. Shit, normally I charge a lot of money for this, but hell no, you guys get it because because I love all y'all. Do you understand what I'm saying? See, because we got to talk about the human spirit. See, the human spirit is powerful as fuck. It knows it can do anything. By having a lazy mind that says I can't afford it, a war breaks out inside of you. See, your spirit is angry and your lazy mind must defend its lie. See, the spirit is screaming, come on, let's go to the gym and work out. And the lazy mind says, but I'm tired. I worked really hard today. That's why, like, like right between my podcast, I said, okay, let me bank out 50 push-ups right now. Okay, boom, that's finished. Okay, let's do another 50. Okay, boom, that's finished. Okay, let's do about 200 crutches. That's all good. Okay, oh, well, I don't know. Well, you know, how long is 200 crutches? I don't want to think about it. Okay, just put on your favorite audio, five to 10 minutes, a podcast of any sort, and do as many crutches as you can within that five to 15 minutes. Bang that shit out. I want that shit to burn. No more excuses. You could fit this in in your day at any given moment. Oh, but I don't want to shut your brain off. You need to control your brain. You got to do as you say, not as your brain says. See, sometimes the human spirit says, I'm sick and tired of being poor. Let's get out there and get rich. To which the lazy mind then says, rich people are greedy. Besides, it's too much bother. It's not safe. I might lose money. I'm working hard enough as is. I've got too much to do at work anyway. Look at what I have to do tonight. My boss wants it finished by the morning. See, the helplessness person always says I can't afford it. And other people, they would say, how can I afford it? See, that opens up the possibilities, the excitement and the dreams that makes you a dreamer. So, if you say, right now, write all those things down. And if you say, Arsenio, let me hear you say it. Okay, how can I make more money? Okay, Arsenio, what kind of leads do you have? Okay, well, I have this uh, this little line group. Okay, I remember one girl inquired about that a very, very long time ago. Okay, I could follow up with her. All right, I had a couple of people reach out to me on this page. Okay, I could get back in touch with them and say, hey, what's going on? Hey, okay, da 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 Okay, I reached out to some of my ex-students at the bank who says I need to get, you know, who says that I need the fucking bank to allow me to teach their employees. I could literally take them and teach them on my own. And it's going to be for cheap. Okay, sorry, I'm going to put these four into a room. Hey, uh, I asked one of my students, I was like, hey, you remember that lady from last time? Yeah, I remember her. I work with her. I said, hey, if she wants me to teach her daughter, let me know. He said, okay, I'm going to let you know. Okay, what else can I do? I can follow up on leads. Okay, hey, excuse me, I wanted to just know, you know, after a week of, t- you know, talking to you or this and that, you know, reaching out. This is exactly what Mira Butler has said to me. Now, I don't know if it was in this podcast because, again, the podcast is coming up this Saturday or if it's in something that's coming up very soon. She said that she has reached out to all her contacts and connections on LinkedIn, and she provided them with a one-hour free coaching. See, this is exactly what I did to begin with. It's beginning to build. Ask yourself, how can I make more money? See, I don't have money. See, and you know what? Let me give you a cynic side of me. I don't have money, you know what I do? I go onto this bullshit website and I look for a job that I already have. Listen, I got a job right now. It's just not open because the conditions that are happening around the world. I mean around the you know the country. So how can I make more money right now or until further notice for the next one to three months? Okay, follow up, okay, post this, okay, post that. Ask a couple of people over here. Let's see what's going on over here. There are an immense amount of individuals who are willing to learn and pay to learn right now. Problem is, they're stuck in their provinces. So how can I get in front of them? It's all about word of mouth now. You see what I mean? How That's not a lazy mind. That's a proactive mind. you got to dump the reactive and install the proactive. Stay tuned for more. Over and out.